Do you feel you're being pulled in different directions? You can't find a place between the rhetoric and all those competing voices. You don't know where to turn, don't know what to trust, or you just want to hear a lively discussion about relevant issues without picking sides or all the mudslinging. Well, welcome to the Rock Pile. Join us at Lewis and Oma as we talk about faith, culture, and a bunch of other messy subjects. You can agree or disagree. It'll be lively, likely messy, but we hope interesting. Come on. Come on our journey to understand. No rock throwing, just a rock pile. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> this rock. is episode eight in season two. Of the rock pile. pile. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> last week, our last episode, we talked about, or where we're talking about, about the election. And so we've talked about progressivism and progressives in the past. And so we're going to continue a little bit more on the kind of giving individuals a place to go to find things and to talk about progressivism, where it start started, and why we keep seeing this raise its head even now. That's right. We do. We hear it because we they're always talking about the fact that our Constitution is not relevant for today. Right. It's, they say it's an antiquated document written 200 years ago by a bunch of people. And, you know, they'll throw race and gender in there and just, just to make it sound like it's, it's irrelevant because of that. Mm-hmm. Muddy and, it up. Yeah, and muddy up the water and create division, which is the, the key in, in all of that anyway. And so they say, well, these individuals were living in a rural um, economy and it was small with only 13, not many people there. Uh, the Industrial Revolution wasn't the way it is, you know. So name this the situation and they keep bringing this yes. up say well it yeah. didn't respond to modern technology or the development of people or educational build, uh, uh, capabilities now or intellectual baby or ability to reason we've come more developed you just it goes on and on yes and it on. does and you know they they um, forget the fact that one of the main things of our constitution which is so wonderful is that it gives the states Authority. Yeah, the prime authority. Well, yes. people through their states. Yes. yes. Yeah, it does. Because the whole point in the, in the beginning, like we talked about last time, was to keep the power and the responsiveness of, of the government at the local level. Because those are the individuals who understood in their area what they wanted and needed for that particular area. So what goes on in Florida may not necessarily be uh, as important to somebody, say, like in Maine. And that's the issues. If you go to the Federalist Papers, they talk about. And you've got, you know, during that period of time, we talked about the Federalists, the Anti-Federalists. You've got Thomas Paine, Common Sense. You've got the two treatises of government uh, by Locke. I mean, you've got all these things that are written during that period of time that talks about these types of things that were going on or had occurred, you know, because of the British government, its, its monarchy, you know, and its parliament and the French Revolution, etc. Those all played a part in that. And that design that they chose, the Constitutional Republic, was to find a, um, a hybrid that would address those issues and, and still maintain the concentration of power at the local level people expressed upward to a very limited government. That's that, right. That's what it was for. It wasn't that was meant, exactly, yeah. And, and that's just... 
talking off the cuff, I'm sure there's people out there that you know got PhDs. Oh uh, yeah, but we're just doing an over a very basic overview. Overview, and you know if not a treatise. No, <laughs> but no, no. But, yeah, <laughs> you know. So we have this. Uh, you know, we we talked about progressivism, and you know, there's some names you need to be familiar with: Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, uh, Frank Goodnow, uh, Dewey, uh, Coley, and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the other Roosevelt. Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. Roosevelt. And so Theodore and Franklin were right, both Theodore, progressive. So both were progressive. Uh, Franklin brought it more to fruition because of the Depression, World War II, and, and then just Nick carried the, on. The longevity of his. Yeah, well, and yeah. so Wilson Helped was elected him, yeah. in 1912. Theodore Roosevelt was running against him on, I think he was the Bull Moose Party at the time. Right, right. And um, so. They ran on the essentially both of them running kind of on the on the progressive ticket, uh, and Wilson won the election, and uh, Wilson implemented it. and He has a lot of writings. He's written a book. Uh, I think the book he where he took all his speeches. And I think it's called The New Republic. That's the book he wrote, and it talks about progressivism. And I've included in the the uh, notes some links to these actual documents that they've stored in uh, PDF form that were actually written during that period of time. And it specifically, they need, people need to read them. They're only maybe 10, 12 pages. But it gives you an idea what they believe progressivism or prog- being a progressive was and what it amounted to then. So then you ask yourself, what is it today? What is it today? Is it the same? And so you think of, okay, all the little sound bites that you hear, then you understand where to place them because these aren't new. No, these ideas are not new. These are not new. What you hear today is not new. Um, it's a they they tend to throw a lot of things out that has to sound that that's Marxist. You know, the Communist Manifesto with Marx and Engel. Oh, a lot of times they're just flat out quoting. Right, and yes. it's one thing to go to college and learn the different governmental forms and then understand why yours is different. It's a whole other thing to indoctrinate people and yes. say, "Well, and this is exactly a better way." That's exactly what we've had. Right. Yeah. And so we you know we've talked about that in other. At other times, we're kind of coming down here trying to get the rubber to the road for a, an overused cliche, but that's what we're trying to do. And I guess that's redundant even. So let's see some examples that are going on right now. Well, let's talk about, yeah, talk about some things that, that basically show you that progressivism is still in play, okay? Uh, progressivism at the time, uh, because they believed that the Constitution was antiquated, they believed that the people that we choose to represent them or us, we're not sophisticated or experts in certain fields that needed to be addressed in social and commerce and economics, etc. You know, so what they did was they believed that they needed to have these agencies that were um, staffed by people who were ex- subject experts. Right. Well, this is how we got our ABC organizations, organizations yes. all these bureaucracies that are not elected. Right, but they were brought in for that reason. Yes. And so, but the one thing that really was interesting at the time when they did it, when they started them, you had to both be an expert and you had to be a progressive. (laughs) Oh, how nice. Well, that's because you don't, because what they said was, if you weren't progressive, you wouldn't believe in what you're doing. Because the person who's bought into the idea of progressive would be willing, would be the person that would be working in an agency to get the best outcome as an expert doesn't matter what you and I actually want. It's this is what the experts believe. And because you're not an expert, you don't know what you want. 
And the, it, the definition of progressive today. Well, they call them, people will call them progressives because it sounds better than liberal. Yes. Because a liberal today is not what a liberal was then. Yes. A liberal and a progressive then, now is not what it used to be. No, they're not the same. They no. use the term because people say progressive because it sounds better. Yeah. You know, like progressive sounds a lot better than a reactionary. Yeah. yeah. You know? so, oh, yes. But like progressive. Oh, we're moving forward. Right. We're doing for the better of the people. And that's and essentially that's what they're trying to sell. And yes. some of the stuff the progressives did not were not necessarily bad ideas. No. The problem is you took the you're 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 you're, you're circumventing the um, the Constitution, because you're 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 negating the separation of powers. Yes, you're negating them, or at least trying to get around them. So this is affecting the checks and balances. Yes, because what it's done is uh, Congress has delegated. Now there is an I think it's Article One, um, Section Two, where it talks about they can't delegate their, their their power. Well, they have, and the Chevron case, which I cited in below, talks about that kind of a limitation of what that is. But essentially, we've said this before in a couple episodes past, Congress passes this massive bill, like 2,000 pages, and then the administrative agencies flesh that out because they're the experts of how they're going to apply it. The problem with that is it's all the other stuff that's in it, and yes. no one knows what's really going on. Yes. And the, the goal of writing a law that everybody can understand, they it's don't been do lost. It's, it's been yeah. lost. I okay. mean, look at that 2,000-page one. Oh, right. my gosh. And the... Um, and the progressives wanted the executive to be kind of this super legislator, the person who motivates and says, hey, I've got a plan and we're yeah. going to run with this plan. And notice how since Roosevelt, that's exactly what they do. They get up there and say, I got this plan to change the world. We're going to just feed everybody and do all these things. And I'm going to go. It's like it's like high school or kindergarten. I'm going to give candy to everybody every day <laughs> if you vote for me. And what? You hear this all the time. They pledge this stuff. And reality, if you know how the system works, at least have a basic understanding, they can't accomplish what they tell you they're going to do, and they know it too. Right. They, they really do. Like this election. I'm going to go up there, and we're going to change this stuff. Well, how do you plan on doing that if you don't have a supermajority? Yes. And guess what? The Senate and the House both have to have agree to on agree. whatever bill. Yes, they so do. So if you want to pr promote a bill, that's great. Great idea. But you got to get the Senate to pass it. And guess what just happened? The Senate controlled is controlled by one party, and the House is controlled by another party. What is the likelihood that something's actually going to get done? Uh, not very much. Not very much. And you know, in my perspective, that's okay with me, because I really don't like the way it's going. But that's my personal opinion. So we've got to figure out what we're going to do. But this is all about this... this um, taking away the, the checks and balance. And this is the way it's supposed to work when it comes to the Congress. But the problem is you've got a person in the White House who's the same party as one side of Congress, and guess what's going to happen? There's nothing. Nothing's going to happen unless they cooperate. But it's so divided that they're not going to cooperate. No, they're not. Look at, look at the elections. Well, oh, yeah. I'm not an election denier. We had an election. But I'm smart enough to understand statistics. And stuff doesn't look good. No. And that's an old, another old cliche. If it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It's got to be a duck. It's going to be a duck. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And they have all the earmarks. This election has really brought out the division. Yes. They've really strove hard. Yes. And they've done a lot of things because fear sells. Yeah, sadly. Short snippets of fear 
salespeople because that's what they they tag to. And and if it's an uh, an entity, social media or mockingbird media, something that's that's talking out there and they're listening to, and that's they're, they're and they, they repeat it all the time. Then after a while, you just assume it's correct. Well, it's because people believe what the pe- the people are telling them is correct, yes. and they don't have a base by which to go and reference that nor do they take the time because they're distracted mm-hmm. they all have lives to live and sure. you sent your representative Absolutely. out there not so you can sit here and say I don't want to think about what's going on because as a good citizen you're supposed to be paying attention and we'll give everybody the benefit of the doubt that they are but a lot of people are not because they're focused on getting paying money to get gas and paying money to pay for all this inflationary things that we're experiencing because of the, the decisions that are being made oh absolutely so they're not paying attention and they think that they people says oh this is going to happen because this group's going to pass this well hello you have the control you did have the control of the entire congress what's the likelihood of these other people passing anything yeah not not very likely yeah because people don't realize who they forget that either the senate or the house can author a bill but the other chamber has to uh, basically approve it oh yes they do if they don't approve it, it goes to a committee Right. It could die there. It could right. die in the other one of the House chambers. But the thing is, it ain't going to go to the president's desk without that. If it does, it's vetoed. He can veto it. Yeah. And you know what? They don't have two thirds of the majority in either one of them. So guess what? Nothing Nothing's gets done. done. So when they tell you the sky is falling, it's not falling. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this is a time to say, well, we just assume you just stop and let's figure out what's going on because we don't need more laws. You're not required to do pass laws. We expect you to do what you need to do to maintain the government and do what we need. But that doesn't mean you've got to go around and find things to do. How about investigate some of the stuff that just currently happened? Yeah. We'd like to know why that happened. Right. You know, why somebody walked off with $30 billion or whatever the number was. Where'd yes. that go? Yeah. Well, how about, all that mo- yeah. Yeah. how about all that money that oh disappears? My gosh. Yes. Where's all this money going? How about an accounting of what happened with all the money that goes overseas to Europe? Hey, I'd like to I'd know like where that money's know. being spent. Yeah. Hey, what about all those bio labs that are going on out there? You know, that's things just... Things are not being addressed. They're not investigating anything, and it's time. No. There's a laptop that they need to look into. Yes, there is. There's a lot of things that they can be done. Yes. Passing laws, okay, you can do that too. There's islands that have been exposed, but nobody (laughs) hears anything about it. Yeah, people went to jail based on a book, but no one ever got to see what the evidence was. Yeah, what was in that little black book. Nobody pursued that book. But somebody's in jail for life because of it, so you know there's got to be evidence in there. Hey, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying there's anything. I'm just saying somebody ought to look. No, but there's a lot of inconsistencies not being addressed. And I'm a lawyer, and I know there's evidence. She didn't didn't go to jail because there wasn't any. So there's somebody's names in there, and they they know what those names are. And they're Mm -hmm. not looking into it like they should. And there's reason so with this division what kind of government do we really have well we're supposed to have a constitutional republic and we talked about that last right. episode but what we really have yeah is an oligarchy that's what i thought and so what you have is an oligarchy cloaked in a constitutional republic and the oligarchy is the uniparty it's the people up there that are making decisions and deciding ahead of time what they're going to do because they're not really responding to us. They say they are. Well, we have this mandate from the people. I'm sorry, you didn't pick up any extra seats in the Senate by one, and you lost the House. That's not a mandate for anything other than we're kind of tired of what's going on. That's yes. what's really a mandate yes. is. We're kind of fed up. We're up to, the, my grandma used to say, the quitty quaddy. The quitty yeah. I'm up to the quitty quaddy here because you guys are doing yes. nothing. We're sending people up there, and all they're doing is in, they're, they're hoping to be popular. We didn't send you up there to be a popularity contest, and no one promised you to live up there and be in 
charge like you think you are for the rest of your entire life. You're only up there for two years. That's it. If you get reelected, good. It's because you made us happy. But you know what I don't, what really gets me going is that you're not up there to make the people in Utah happy. You're up there to get us happy in Florida. And if people in Utah or Nevada pick a state are not happy with you, I don't care. It's not, it doesn't matter. You need to get along? Yeah, but that's not your priority. Your priority is to do what we tell you to do. If you don't like it, Sign off, go back, we'll get somebody else to do it for us. That's right. That's the way it's supposed to work. We didn't we didn't put you in there to become a lifelong politician. No, you know, don't give up your day job. Yes. Because there's no guarantee you <laughs> there's no guarantee. So whatever you were doing ahead of time, make sure you can still do that when you get back. Yes. If you're a lawyer, you can still practice law. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. But you didn't go up there because you need to make everybody in the, in the planet happy and agree with them. Right. You don't have to agree. Yes. You don't. And you don't have to do what they say. You have to do what we want. The people. So you're representing us. Doesn't we matter one people. party or the other. The people. If you're in my district and our district is 97% one party, well, guess what you're going to be doing? What we want. But now, if they're not. If they're not, you're still going to be receptive to what they want. And you still have to understand what they want. That's why they voted for you. So when you get up there, you need to be able to articulate what we think should happen. We may not win. That's okay. That's the way it's supposed to work. Okay, let's look back and get a better perspective here. Yeah, well, part of the thing is we've been talking about is, is we're kind of going around in circles, but that's okay. You know, it's just linear is one thing. <laughs> You've never been linear. No, never huh? been linear. So let's talk about classics. And, you know, there's this funny quote I wrote down here. It says, Mark Twain defined a classic as something that everyone wants to have read and nobody wants to read it. <laughs> you know, it's true because it makes me think of all the people that they're standing in front of all these books and, you know, and you sometimes think to yourself, there is no way they've read all those things. But they hey, could have. Yeah, they but, could have. But it makes it, yeah, you know, I think it's the impression is, it's important. oh, I've got this book yeah. back here, you know, War and Peace. Yeah. You know, have you read that? Well, no, I, no, but it's on my list. It's on my I, list to read. I, and I have it back here. I got my top 100. I'm on the yeah. first one, but that's yeah. okay. You know, and that's good to have a goal. It is. So, you know, we talked about oligarchy and uh, those types of things. And, so, you know, it's so the one thing about people and think about founding fathers and going back and, and understanding where they came from is that the, the dis, distinction they're making is sorry about the stutter, but I'm trying to get the right word is between the human condition. You know, we being Christians, uh, Christ followers. We understand the, the nature of humanity. Right. That's our, we, have a, we have a worldview that relates to that. It doesn't right. make people bad or good. It just means that we have a propensity. Like Paul says, we don't do the things you should be doing, and we do the things we shouldn't be doing. So we have this conflict. We understand that. The founders have understood that. People through history have understood that. But as we got into the Enlightenment and you know, in all the other periods of time, they started to believe that humanity was increasing in its sophistication and understanding the world. Yes. And all these revolutionary ideas were coming out and were yeah. becoming better. And it crowded out any kind of faith. Well, yes. And it also, they, they believed that they were evolving, evolving into, in, 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 into mm-hmm. a better human being. Right. Whereas you saw, um, you know, social evolution and all these other types of things pop out. And so you, you get this understanding yeah. that people are getting better or supposed yeah. to get better. But, you know, the thing is, ask yourself, you know, you hear people say, well, our government's like the book 1984, George Orwell's book. And everybody, you hear quotes all the time. Yeah, you, you know, do. That is kind of popular right now. Big Brother. Yeah. You know, but, you know, there's, a, and, and uh, Double Think. Yeah. And uh, things like that. And 
the, but there's other book he wrote, uh, uh, Animal Farm. We've talked about it before in a couple other episodes. Oh, yeah. And both of those, and there's a book called We, Yegeni uh, Zaratov. I'm mispronouncing his last name, but Yegeni is his first yeah. name. Um, he wrote a book on We, and it was a sci-fi dystopian. It's just like Hunger Games. Yeah, and, that's a modern day one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and you've you've got. Um, I think of Lord of the Flies. Yeah, and that's and that you know, that's and that the kind basis of, tells, of man, right? Well, but humanity, there's always somebody going to be on top. So if right. you think of oligarchy, you've got an elites up there that think they're on top. Remember that old movie? What was that movie we, we watched along? We've been, watched it three or four times, and it talks about the people being on top, and someone's going to get more because they believe they deserve more because they're contributing more. So like in the Flight of the Phoenix. Oh yes. Oh, that was a good movie. Which. James, James Stewart. Stewart. James mm-hmm. Stewart. And remember the, the person who was designing the plane, I won't give it away. Yeah. But he but, was well, stealing he the was water. Stealing water. He was stealing yeah. water from the rations. <laughs> and he was his 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 whole uh, uh, defense was that I'm doing more I'm than you. I'm more important. Yes, I'm more important yeah. and sophisticated and more yeah. uh, and more uh, instrumental in getting us out of here than you are. So I'm I need deserving. to deserving. Despite yeah. the fact that there's swel- <laughs> yeah. it's sweltering heat in the middle of Libyan desert. Yeah. So you know, so they, they talk about this, you know. Types of uh, behavior that you see in totalitarian governments, and this was these books. We in 1984 were all written in the 40s, during you know. Yes, and they've seen it. They've seen it. Yes, they've experienced it. Now, mm-hmm. I think everybody, and it's a long read, should read um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's. That's the, harsh. The Gulag Archipelago. Yeah, that's a harsh. You book. want to understand what it's like to to be to have to go through that you need to read it it's it's tough it's like it's yeah. like as tough as reading the rise and fall of the third reich by um um i can't think of the name but anyway it was written i wrote it read it and it's it's tough to understand yeah. how that anybody could be that cold and calculated and it's amazing the amount of people no, that are arrested yeah and people were uh, executed yeah. and put in a prison one two three times he uses the term tenor Ten yeah, years ten here, years, sticking over there, and, and move children, yeah, it, children, women, and it. it's so. If you want to understand the, the nature of a totalitarian government, which exactly yeah. these gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen who wrote these books yeah. did, you just read that arch- yeah. Gulag Archipelago, and you'll yeah. see it fleshed Stalin, out in reality. Marxist, and it didn't get yeah. published until 1970s, right? And this happened to him in the 40s and 50s, right? He was in the military, so it's he got a. So it, it, I won't spoil the book. It's a, it's a, it's a good read. It's not a dense read, um, and you don't have to know everything about everything about Russian history or the, the the names, but you get the general idea of where that will go when it's to the extreme. Because people think that yeah. you know when you're talking about being on top and the Lord of the Flies, you know, socialism says everybody should get everything, you know, and it should all be distributed, and that's just a very simple. Uh, uh, Definition, and I'll leave the definition of socialism on the bottom. But the fact of the matter is, in every place where socialism plays, there's always somebody who has more. That's right. Now, the idea of everybody having everything equal is never going to happen. Is never going to happen because there's always somebody who wants to be on mm-hmm. top. Right. And that goes back to human nature. I'm not being a, a pessimist. No, this is just this just a reality it's, it's, we live in. Yeah. That's why we have checks and balances. Exactly. And I think government. it was Madison. I think who said or Adams said. You know, if men were angels, you wouldn't need a government, and the government was run by angels, you wouldn't need it. And, and, and you know, a constitution. You wouldn't have a. You wouldn't need yeah. the checks and balances. Right. You wouldn't. And so I'm. I'm sure I'm chopping that quote up, but you get the point. The, the point is that the yeah. whole the whole thing was, they understood the the nature of humanity, and people want to be on top, and the and the push, because of, greed. The the, ex, the, the examples they saw back in the day with Greek 
Greeks and Romans and all the way up to the medieval times, they knew exactly what would happen with people. And the progressives believed, well, we're different now. We're not. One only has to get on the Internet to find out just how not different we are. That's exactly right. You write something out there and you can get 15 to 20 people screaming, you know, and 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 snarky invectives just because they don't agree with you. And look at uh, Twitter. They're, they don't like the fact that somebody else has it and it's yeah. opening up for free speech and yeah. our people. It's still not free, but it's better than it was. And what happens? They want to shut it down. Why? Because it's not their toy anymore. That's right. It's truth. They can't sit there and tell you what to think. Yes. Okay, well, I think we need to end this. I've been pretty much fired up. Probably got a lot of people irritated. Probably going to get lots of comments about how uh, squirrely we are, but that's okay. So, you know, being Christ followers as we proclaim, I think we ought to do something like pray at the end of that. How about that, Oma? You want to pray? I like that. Okay, let's do that. And I want to encourage you to read Psalms 140 and um, think about that when you pray. But Lord, in Jesus' name, we just glorify you. We thank you for this you are, you are God over our country, and we thank you that you are doing a good work. We're going to trust in you that you are our deliverer and our restorer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alma. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining and sticking with us today. Please subscribe to Karen's Rockpile Podcast. We're on most podcast sites, Spotify, Podbean, Apple, Google, Samsung, also, our website and Spotlight organization are in the podcast description. Please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you know. Join us next week. Until then, stand firm, be the light, and most importantly, pray. Blessings.